Welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to another Movie Club episode. We watched a movie. We sure did. In a whole theater this time. Yes. Very exciting. Is this the first time that we've done a movie theater? Absolutely. Yeah. Movie Club in a movie theater. Yes. Great. Yes, we in our first movie club episode, we talked about seeing Swing Kids in the theater because we had just oh, done yeah. that, but that was not the that movie. was not the movie we did for movie club, and I am glad because that movie was a bummer. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> um, but the movie we watched this week was not a bummer, not at all. No, it was a good time. We went to the theater to see The Dreaming, the new Monster X movie mm-hmm. that was in limited release for just the weekend. All over the world, though, like yes, in lots and lots of places, which is very exciting. So later on, we'll hear from listeners uh, who posted their thoughts in the Discord, who saw it in a variety of countries in different theater settings. So very, very exciting. exciting. Um, but to start off, like all movie clubs, we're going to just recap the whole movie. If you didn't mm-hmm. see it, we're going to tell you about it. Yeah, we'll just go basically scene by scene and tell you exactly what happened. So if you don't want spoilers, this is not the episode for you. No. Um, But there's not really anything to spoil, I will say, in this movie. Because it's not like some of our other, most of our other movie clubs have been actual films with like a narrative plot. (laughs) Yes. And this is not that. This Mm -mm. is like a documentary concert DVD. Yes, exactly. Um, so we took notes while we were in the theater, yes, we so we're going to go in through the our, <laughs> uh, notes. Um, we went to go see this movie at the city walk, uh, in Hollywood, which is attached to universal studios. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a big, ridiculous, huge movie theater, but the theaters themselves only have like 40 chairs, maybe yes. They're like little. Cause the chairs are like those big reclining kind. Yeah, they have really nice, like big armrests, but I was surprised because the whole theater only has about five rows mm-hmm. that yeah about five or six rows total and then each row only has like 10 seats yeah so it's pretty small um and we got there really early so it was pretty empty when we got there and i thought that it was going to stay fairly empty but it actually filled up like i would say three to four of the five rows that were there were like almost entirely full yeah and the age range was like teenagers to early 20s i would say aside from us yeah probably yeah (laughs) um but yeah it was just a regular movie so they played like regular trailers so my first note is that there were immediate woos for tom holland's face i have that too (laughs) i wrote my note just says tom holland squeal yeah i said immediate woos for tom holland is this crowd gonna be fun and i'll talk about that later but i thought maybe the crowd would be a little the crowd the row so like the row we were in was filled with a group of like eight they all came in together yeah Yeah, they all came in together the girl who was sitting next to me was very young uh and they loved spider-man they were so reactive to that trailer so i definitely thought that they were going to be like woohooing through the movie as well but more on that later (laughs) 
So then just like with no aplomb, it cuts straight from trailers to ads for the DVD and the album. Yeah, an ad for the dreaming that was too loud. It was like blaring. (laughs) So it like surprised everyone. It was like the dreaming new album from Monster X, like that trailer, but it like, like scared me. Um, then the movie actually started. Mm-hmm. We opened on I am voiceover talking about his dream, like they like the 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 uh, montage, not the montage. The thesis of the movie that they kept repeating was like my dream. I'm mm-hmm. like my dream always was. I'm like right, whatever. So he's giving a monologue about like dreaming about touching the stars, and then they were showing baby pictures of baby videos. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes, like. We have we start with baby pictures of all the members, and then we get pre-debut and like audition footage of each one, but they're all like mixed together. Yeah. Um, you don't really get like a nameplate. They, yeah, or they didn't label them, them at all. I could only be like, mm-hmm. "That's definitely Baby Shonu," but they yeah. didn't like label them. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then they had like footage of them being and in LA and some of the concerts. So we just started like a. A montage. A montage to, to introduce the, the dreaming. Mm. Then it was like a little talking heads. They had like a big empty like studio room. And then they all got like shot individually sitting on yes. different little like squares. And they didn't like introduce themselves in any way. They just sort of started mm-hmm. talking about what they wanted to be when they grew up. Yeah. Well, they started by d- talking about like how they each got into music. Right. And like Chuhani talked about how he started because he was in like the church choir or yes. something. And so they started by just reflecting on their like introduction to music and their relationship with it. Um, but yeah, they didn't take a moment to be like, my name is Keisha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like the second I'm oldest. The lead like whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get that. I think there was like a quick, you know, flash of their like, you know, nameplate under, but they didn't like introduce themselves. But I wrote that Hyungwon said he wanted to be an actor originally. Mm -hmm. And then a funny thing that we, we laughed very hard at and then I was like, nobody else laughed. (laughs) (laughs) I am said that he had the idea one day that it would be really cool to write a song. And then he it quote, made me drop out of school and we laughed so hard and no one else laughed that was funny it was funny because the deadpan expression the way that he just looked straight into the camera and was like so i had to drop out of school it was like i wanted to write a song so obviously i had to drop out of school and i was like what like that's so insane and i don't know maybe is it maybe it's just us that like everything he says makes me laugh it's so, i don't know he's so everything he funny. says makes me laugh i think he's so funny but anyway um yeah just a side note in all of these talking heads, they're wearing, like, beautiful pastel, like, deconstructed suits. Like, they're all wearing, like, nice button-ups and slacks in different colors. And, like, the room is white. And they're sitting on, like, a brightly colored statement piece of furniture. Yeah. With nothing else in the room. Um, and then this leads to footage of their debut concert of, like, them walking up onto the All stage. black and white. Mm-hmm. Like, you know the crowd yeah. and the like sweaty like dum, dum, like really the drama of exactly. it all um and then they like start to rise out of the stage and i thought like oh my god are we gonna get to watch their like yeah. debut concert this is so sweet like old footage no no kicked us in the face 
with Gambler. The, this Gambler performance. And Monsex was 30 feet oh my high. God. And I could not cope. Like, it immediately was such... I started getting really sweaty. I wrote it in my notes at some point, but I started getting very sweaty. It was, like, a lot. Yeah, it was a really cool transition because it was, like... It was, like, the way they did it Mm -hmm. was great. But it was so shocking. (laughs) And, like, to see them so big, they're wearing these, like, different variations of flight suits that are maroon and they have a lot of like strappies and they're wearing like, you know, boots. Um, and I am's is kind of a crop top. And so you get a lot of tummy flashes yes. the whole time. Everybody's is like a crop, but everyone else seems to have like a, a body suit or like a fully tucked, like mm-hmm. shirt that is not going anywhere. But no, not I am. And the first time that stomach came out, the scream I scrumped. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it absolutely knocked me over. And there's other comments about it. I was not the only one. It was so much to handle. Yeah, especially because they are so large yeah there's so like i tried i was like okay like making good good transition like made notes about the costumes like i was so good i was like wow they're definitely live vocals at this at the time of this recording like you could hear them through the mics but i even took notes of how many backup dancers there were (laughs) and what they were wearing but it all ends with all caps just this big screen (laughs) yes okay i wrote in all caps this just like hits oh my god like the way that the gambler like choreography like snaps it it was like it was punching me in the chest it was so good and then i wrote they're just too big and a bunch of crying (laughs) faces (laughs) because there was too much and then after the gambler stage ended it cut to this like vcr type montage of them like in suits with like dramatic lighting like washing over Mm -hmm. them and i was again too overwhelmed and just like squealing and i was like is this what this movie is gonna be like i can't (laughs) do this but they never did that again there was not another part like that in the rest of the movie where they were like the photo shoot they were just like video posing and there was another like a monologue happening over it i didn't hear a single thing he said though because i was just like (laughs) i can't do this Well, they start talking about, like, the concept of Monster X and, like, the image that they have. Because they have, they yeah, like, right after the show or right after the stage, they cut to them just, like, looking beautiful. (laughs) Um, But then we get to hear from their choreographers. Yeah, it was a little staff interview montage. And they did, like, a quick, a really quick cut of, like... A manager and an assistant, like, just saying, like, a couple of things. And then it, like, stayed on the two choreographers, like, for a while. Yeah, because these two guys, whose names I did not get a chance to write down, because it was a dark theater. And they flashed them so quick. So quickly. Um, They have been with them since debut. So they sort of reflected on how, like, they were kind of like a beastly group at the beginning, but that they have come into a genre of their own. And they also called them the perfect group, which I know it's a movie about them. And they obviously wanted to hype them up. But hey, (laughs) very nice. And then the best part of this little choreographer part was they did like a little like montage of different trainee footage of all of them with the choreographers being like, well, like Hyungwon's really tall and usually tall people aren't good at dancing, but like Mm -hmm. he was so graceful and like 
you know, Min Hyuk was scared of how, like, he wasn't good at dancing and it scared him. And Ki Hyun just wanted to sing and, like, Shonu helped yes. him, like, learn how to. That's when we first saw Shonu and every... Shonu got a little, like, out of everybody. The first, like, real yeah. appearance of Shonu got a nice mm. squeal out of everyone. Yes. Because, like I said, the choreographers have worked with them since debut. So we got nice background in dance to each one because they already told us how they first got introduced to music. So now we're looking at their dance. Um, um, and it seemed like really only Shonu had like a background in, in dance. dance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So we yeah. got some of their experiences as trainees. Oh, and then we get uh, like the only part of the movie that was self cam footage. Oh my God. Of yeah. them in the car. Yeah. Um, because they were on their way to a meeting about this movie. Um, so you get like a very, very quick. Like, we're in the car on the way. And then it goes straight to the movie. And you never, ever, ever give the camera to Monster X again. No. And um. I wrote at this part, meeting about movie, very meta. Naive, Shannon. <laughs> that is the movie. That is the movie. That is the movie. That so, is the movie. Little did I know. Yes. Um. So we go to this movie meeting and the members each get to give their own input. They want to show what the fans would want to see and create some kind of surprise for the mom bebe. They want to include the casual side of Monster X, but also show the preparation that they do for the album and the stages. Um, and I wrote down Honey's suggestion for a title, which was Untold Stories of Monster X, colon, Screening of Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you wrote that down because all I managed to write down during this scene is Hyungwon's t-shirt says t-shirt. Because <laughs> he was <laughs> wearing a t-shirt and it said t-shirt. <laughs> I didn't even notice that because I was writing all this other shit down. Perfect team. High five. Yes. Uh, then we went back to the talking head things again, mm -hmm. and they asked them to give a message to Monbebe. And all I wrote down again is that Hyungwon said that he bulked up so that you'll be able to see him better from afar. Okay, maybe <laughs> that is why all I wrote under this individual mm -hmm. messages to fans. Hyungwon. <laughs> that's all I wrote. <laughs> that's well, that's what he said, and it got a real good laugh out of everyone. Okay, and it was great. like it that was the most it. important moment, I think. And then we go to our next stage, which is Love Killer. Yes, and again we maroon out they were yeah, still same in the maroon outfits. outfits. Um and this was again like really good, but the absence of Shonu was when I first like really noticed it because the, and they'll talk about it in a second, they had to redo everything. Yes. So that all the lines get sung and to redo all the choreo. So like mm -hmm. people were in the middle that aren't usually in the middle. Yes. And it was like, ee! And, like people sang lines that they didn't usually sing. And it was like, ee! like there was a lot of surprises, yes. which was, fun. but I did have to, I like, I noticed Shonu's absence the most when we got to that part in the love killer choreo where they go yes, like this. It's his favorite because part. that's Shonu's favorite part. And he's usually at the front of the triangle when they do it. And he wasn't there. Yes. Um, I wrote, I cannot handle 20 foot. I am, I am sweating. <laughs> It was so much. 
Like they were crystal, crystal clear and Mm -hmm. so big. And the music was so loud. Like it was just such an experience. And the vocal, like the live vocals vocals. for these performances was friggin' excellent. I'll talk about it more when we get to the new songs, but like, Mm -hmm. I really want them to release an album of this concert, like these versions, because they're really good and they're different from the album versions in every mm-hmm. way because of member replacements and the lack of auto-tune and just like, I don't yeah. know. They're completely different. And I was going to say, like, as you were saying that, like, if this movie had just been a full, like, one and a half, two hour Monster X concert, like, on that stage, mm-hmm. that would have been fucking oh, great. Yeah. I literally wouldn't have needed any of any the of interviews the other or any of the other stuff. Like, if it had just been a concert at a movie theater, why don't they do that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, because I... Like, like, all of the... Well, I guess the theaters were closed. Because I was going to say, like, all those Beyond Live ones. Like, why weren't those in movie theaters? Oh, all right. Because right. <laughs> we weren't supposed to go to those. Um, but yeah, they showed the way that like Fathom Events has been showing opera mm-hmm. to people. Like somebody should be putting more K-pop concerts yes. on the Fathom Events. Yeah. I always want to go to those it. opera or ballet ones. I've gone to I a couple. Love the ballet. They're and wonderful. I, I really want to go. Anyway, <laughs> not related. This was not a concert <laughs> movie, but Love Killer was amazing. And afterward, we went back to like the interview and we got to see some post-debut footage um, because now they're going to reflect on their rise to popularity. I wrote down specifically that that segment opened with Kihyun saying, we didn't fall from the moon. And I thought that was like an interesting uh, way to say that, you know, this didn't like this didn't come out yes. of nowhere. The quote I wrote down was we climbed little by little. So I think together those yeah. uh, those really capture the again, good teamwork. Yes. <laughs> but they did like talk a lot about like worrying about if they weren't mm-hmm. ever going to make it or right, whatever. Right, because they didn't get their first win until shootout. Yeah. So they spent a lot of time in this segment reflecting on the first time they went to number 1 and how they got to share tears with Mombebe and the and members never said, seen they've never cry seen like that. Show you cry like that. And then right as we are in our like, oh, first win Monster X feels, they hit us with Drama Rama Rama Rama. Hey. And there was like such a collective, like, like, oh my god. No. Or at least maybe we were over. I don't know what other people were doing, but we couldn't handle Drama Rama in that moment. Yeah. I personally do feel like I was able to stay in my own world like just the two of us for most of that movie but there was someone sitting next to me and this like whole row of people and I feel like everybody else was way less vocal than we were <laughs> but, but I thought we should have been having a good time okay. I thought we were here to have fun y'all anyway um the drama-rama stage. The drama-rama stage was fantastic. And as we said before, when we got to see them in the self-cam going to the meeting about this movie, um, we got to see like what kind of input they put into it. And I feel like you can really see that in this drama-rama stage because the camera work on the footwork mm. in this stage was 
perfect. They caught all the best parts. It was perfect. And like that doesn't happen without like a perfect collaboration of everyone who knows everything about the song and the performance and like what you need to do to come together and capture it so beautifully. And it was enormous and it was phenomenal. And Ki Hyun's vocals are so amazing. He's fucking astounding. Uh, I wrote it down so many times. So so many times. He's so good. He's so good. So good. But the drama drama stage was like really interesting. It was like, it was definitely extremely bittersweet, but it was like a really Mm -hmm. cool thing to see because that is an an OT7 Montex yes. song. So they weren't only replacing show new lines, but also Wanho lines. Mm-hmm. So like that was like a little sad, but at the same time, members who like at that time weren't even singing were yeah. taking Wano and show new lines. Mm-hmm. And like, they've all grown so much and it was like a different, like I'm yeah. saying, I wish they would release an album version of this. Cause it's d- different. It's it a is different. different version. And it, yeah, it shows a completely different side of Monster X than like the original track does for sure. Um, but it was still so fun and so good. And like, it definitely didn't feel like something was missing, even though it was the first like real throwback yeah. song that we have on the set list, but it felt like they made it their own. They made it like new. Yeah. And it just felt, it was great. So then we cut to day 15 till the concert recording. They're in the studio. This is mm-hmm. when they explain to us, Shonu's not here. He's in the military. So we have to redo everything. Yeah. So all of the tracks have to be rearranged. And we get to see PD Honey yes. being so serious. And I laughed so hard when he was giving, when Kihyun was in the booth. And he would just tell him like, sharp, flat. flat again (laughs) and like no smile so serious and they like made fun of him for being so serious so then when he got into the booth he decided to play a little prank on everybody else they were trying to play a prank on him where they asked the very nice producer girl sitting at the board to like mess with his vocals so that when he goes to sing it'll like be all weird in his ear or they can play it back and laugh at him but he pulls one on them and he very passionately lip syncs but makes no sound so then they all start like wondering if the mic is broken and like trying to mess with stuff and he's like they don't know i'm not singing and the girl even reboots the whole system she like asks if it would be okay to reboot it and kiyanya says yeah it's fine so she does and then they find out like because he does it again or whatever they discover it and kiyan scolds him and is like she is embarrassed now because of you like do you think this is a joke and then when he actually did his take, like this was the funniest part of the movie. It was. Um, and then when he did his take, they said that he sounded too pansori yes. in the delivery. <laughs> and he said, I quote, pansori is the spirit of Korea. Like yes. he scolded them back. Like that is the backbone of our industry. Let me do. Yes, I wrote that this prank devolves into a pansori defense. These precious idiots. It was so <laughs> Those are cute. My notes. It was great. It was the definitely a highlight of the of the whole thing for sure. Um. So after this studio funny part, yes, they have they cut back to the interview room where everybody's in the white. 
Um, and they talk about their new album. It's going to be their second U.S. album, and they're going to try some different genres. And I Am says to listen to his voice because it is featured very well in the album, which I will say post-listening to the album, that is true. It's true. And you should listen for his voice because he, he sounds lying. great. So they basically just reflect a little bit, each of them, on how proud they are of the music they make together. Like, they do like the music that they put out. Um, and they really always feel... I think it was Minhyuk who says he loves it when he hears a fan say, like, oh, yes, this sounds like a genuine Monster X song. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to another performance. And my notes all had question marks for a while because it's who do you, it was, like, clearly, who do you love? Mm-hmm. You could hear that. They were wearing like silky, like different silky shirts and white pants, but they started the song at the end. And I was like, why did we start the song at the end? I'm so confused. Then I wrote in crazy, all caps, oh my God, I am singing the Wanho part. I'm gonna die. (laughs) He sang the outro bridge. And I was like, um, what? Because when Who Do You Love came out, I was furious because I am doesn't have lines in Who Do You Love? He says oh, at all. No, because remember, there's just the terrible yeah, French, the French Montana, Montana rap, rap, and he did nothing in that song. So hearing him That's sing right. the outro bridge, I lost my mind. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I started out all caps, silk pastel boyfriends in white pants, RIP us all. <laughs> and it ends with short version, heartbreak, because it ended so it quickly. It ended so fast, because they literally so just quickly. did the end. Yeah. And I was very upset, but I did write down great I am vocals as well because it was wonderful. Yeah. So then we cut to uh, choreography rehearsal and we have seven days away from the filming of this mm-hmm. concert stage that we have been watching this whole time. <laughs> um, and they talk about how they practice every day and we get footage of them in the practice room, like marking it in different ways and spending a lot of time on like small details, like their hand motions, etc. cetera. Um, and they talk about how they have to adjust all the choreo to have five members with the same energy as six. Then they start arguing. Yeah. Um, Specifically, Minhyuk and Hyungwon Hyungwon have to do a little like two part in you problem. And they're like fighting about how they agreed to do it. Then they tell us that like all of the time that they waste, like most of practice is spent arguing Arguing. over who is right. And then the choreographers say like they actually like get over it really easily. Like as soon as somebody realizes like that they prove it, they say they're wrong and they say they're sorry and it's fine. But like you can tell like Honey is like actually getting pissed at one point at how much they are fighting. And then they do say sorry to each other immediately. And I am like eating some chips and he's like, anybody want chips? And like, <laughs> it's just like a very awkward thing. And then they said that they, oh, somebody quote said, we bend whoever's voice is the loudest. Yeah, we just follow whoever yells the loudest. Um, but they also talked about how, like, having these kinds of arguments makes them, like they, like you said, as soon as you they realize they're wrong, they apologize and get over it. And they're like, it's like a real family. Like, you, they just oh, get yes, over it Oh, yes, that's the really part fast. where they explain that there are no sisters in any Monster yes. X family. So they are, like, real brothers <laughs> because, yeah. Because they just have they brother energy because it's all brothers. they know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, then we get the stage of the new single. Yes, and we get to see what they were just rehearsing and arguing about, which is you problem. And that's what oh, Minyoung should have just started going, it's a you problem. That would have yeah. been funny. 
This is a 90s concept. Bowling alley. They're all wearing really brightly colored windbreakers. Windbreakers, starter jackets, Mm -hmm. and other like 90s dream boy aesthetic things. Yes. I wrote, this was the first time I'd ever heard the song, but I wrote this song sounds like Dolly, and it's because it has like almost the same chord progression as 9 to 5, and that's why it's so catchy. It does. Uh, I thought it sounded a lot like George Michael's Faith. Mm -hmm. Um, There are certain parts of it that remind me of the like, well, I guess it would be nice to jump. Oh, sure. Because that like chunk, chunk. guitar it fits pretty well um i also all caps wrote oh my god falsetto kihyun and honey are absolutely unstoppable yes yes oh my god this again i need this version of Mm -hmm. you problem because it's not auto-tuned to death and they were fucking singing it they were singing it so beautifully there's because like i said it's it's like chugging guitar it's got that steady beat and then there's like a two or three part harmony in most of it and then yes Kihyun started the falsetto and we were all like of course he can hit those notes beautiful sing it Kihyun and then Honey hit the same notes and we were like what who excuse me it was awesome I, it I'm, was awesome I'm so proud of this version of Monster X like I cannot believe yeah the progress yeah. that the rap line has made and mm-hmm. the vocalists that they are they astound me yeah and it's They're made them such so a more well-rounded good. group mm-hmm. now that like all of their voices can be like part of singing lines. And mm-hmm. yet the rap line can do their iconic duo yes. rap line shit. Yeah. Oh, now they I can do it. it all. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, the choreo with the mic stands and mm-hmm. it's just like very adorable. It's very fun. It's kind of line dancey. Um, the whole thing is just like hip shaking. But speaking of the vo- the rap line growing as vocalists i am as a whole verse in this yeah. and it's really good yeah i'm so proud he's it's a so... really good singer now i know and I that can't wasn't always it. the case i know it's so great i His love little monsters. my little monsters <laughs> um okay so then after you problem we cut to their american manager this dude eshy and mm-hmm. i wanted to start a boo but i didn't know if anyone <laughs> would join me but i know he is unliked Mm. Um, just cause he seems to really fucking center himself. Like mm. the whole weekend they were here, he's like in every video. Like, Oh, I don't know. I think he just really likes being around Monstax. So he's like talking about like how lucky he is to have gotten to show them to America because they're so good. And obviously he loves them the best. No, anyway. <laughs> but then they were, but as he was talking about it, I noticed like they kept doing as like a storytelling device. They would like pop up like you know internet headlines like pew, 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 mm-hmm. over the screen yes. like where he was talking about so then we decided to do an american tour and i was like monster american tour and i noticed that a majority of those things even though they had blurted out were from all k-pop oh shame boo. shame wow they're so and also the monster act like that was at a time where we had u.s coverage of k-pop like there mm-hmm. are so many for shame for shame anyway 
Um, yes. So we get to reflect on all of these international shows. They talk about how their first one in the U.S. was KCON. Um, and they talk about like the original album, which was all about love and how they got into the top five. And then they did. But originally their first tour in the U.S. was the Jingle Ball Tour. Mm. And so she was very proud of himself for getting them <laughs> the on the first Jingle ever Ball Korean Tour. Korean act on the Jingle Ball yes. Tour. And now their new el- their new album is the u.s top 40 um so yeah yeah but then they also talked about how like the whole u.s tour was like very demanding and really difficult but mm-hmm. that the mom baby made it really great and made them feel really welcome minhyuk even said that he didn't yes. feel like he was in a foreign country because everyone was singing the korean songs mm-hmm. back at him and he felt like they knew him and like he was safe there or whatever yeah. Yeah, they really loved seeing all of the fans singing in Korean, and they were very surprised to see that as well. This montage made me a little emotional. Yeah, there were so many, like, sweeping, like, camera shots of mm-hmm. all of that All About Love uh, tour stuff, and I felt like I could feel the people in our row getting excited, and I thought maybe they thought they were going to see themselves mm, in yes. one of the clips. I was like, oh, are they getting excited because they were at one of these things? Yeah, 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 because this is also where we got... And I think this is the only part where we got fan interviews because there were clips of fans saying like why they loved Monster X or what was great about them or whatever. And the fans just were different levels of eloquent and it was all very (laughs) endearing and fun. Yes. So then we we have another stage Mm -hmm. for one day. Yes, one day. Uh, they were wearing super sparkly shirts mm-hmm. and they like the way that this one was staged was that like they were all standing in a single file line like as they sing their lines they would like move and then the next one would be behind them and then yes. did they just settle on stools yeah the they just sat and sang and they were wearing white pants with these white bedazzled button-ups in all different variations and they had like a disco ball that made them look kind of like they were underwater Mm. like the lighting was very like pastel and warbly um but yeah it was beautiful my note for this one was that the in the surround sound of the theater the mm, mm, yeah maybe the mm's on Mm. the yeah maybe i will were like vibrating my bones (laughs) and i was like yes this is so satisfying like Oh my God. It was like turning your favorite song up in the car, but yeah, like yeah, times yeah. a thousand. Like times it was thousand. so good to just like, yeah, again, have it in a that whole concert. Experience. Yeah. Would have been awesome. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> All right. So now we're day five stage meeting. Yes. So we have a meeting with the concert PD who has worked with Monster X for seven years Um, and she says that she really likes it when artists have opinions and input and then it cuts to the meeting where Monsta X is talking about what kind of like LED backgrounds they want for the set um, and how the like where the cameras should be coming from like I said the camera work was great yeah and here we see them actually putting input into it which was pretty cool uh, then it is concert day is the next thing I have written down. Yeah, and we get this like preparation montage. So we see them in the practice room and we get this like time lapse of, of them the building built, the set getting the built. sound stage mm-hmm. because as, like we haven't explained it at the, like at this point, but all of these performances are like music show style, no audience, like straight to yes. the camera on a set. Like they didn't have any kind of actual quote unquote concert Yes. It was this virtual movie concert was mm-hmm. the point. But no one was watching, which they talk about when they're, like, getting their outfits on. I think, like, Kee Hyun says, like, this feels very weird to be, like, 
giving whole concert energy to no one. Yes, I wrote that down too, that it's a concert without the fans um, because I think that's how they described it and they felt like it was very surreal and that they were all very much missing the Mon Bebe because they were like going out onto the stage and crickets. To no one. <laughs> like, no one. But while they were talking about this, this was like my first like getting eye rolly at the movie moment. While they were talking about this, nervous to do the concert, we were watching slow-mo montages of all the stages we had already watched. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Already montaging, and there's still like 30 minutes left of the movie, and they really start wrapping it up, and then they just keep wrapping it up for like 30 minutes. (laughs) So this is the point in the movie where, for me... I won't say it started going downhill because at no point was I unhappy that I was seeing this movie. Right. However, at this point, we've been sitting in this movie theater for a very long time and I really have to pee. (laughs) And I'm now watching a montage of stages I've already seen. So I start to think it's the end. Right. And when you have to pee in a movie and you think it's going to be over... And then it's not over. Every minute and is then torture. And then it's still not over. And then it's still not over. It feels like it's suddenly three hours long. Right, right, right. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going <laughs> to say that now right. in case you wonder why I start to get more critical. If, if I suddenly start to get more critical, I really had to pee. Okay. <laughs> so we see a montage of everything we've already seen before. Um, but I will say Chuhani like looked right at the camera and got it to say a little message to his mom, like, look, mom, I'm in a movie. And that was very, very cute. cute. But again, felt like we were wrapping things up. Then it's a stage time again. This is another new song from the Dreaming album, which I didn't have the name of at the time, but I now know is called Whispers in the Dark. I wrote Whisper in the Dark based solely on the fact that they repeated that phrase many times in the song. Makes sense. <laughs> Whispers in the dark. No, you And they were in like a six square, like two story Mm -hmm. grid. And they were all in little different like rooms where there was like a a, a table and a lamp and a chair with that like matched each of their little little outfits outfits and personalities. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, I wrote down that it was like a dollhouse set because it's like a, you know, like a cross section of a house. Um, and yeah, they just sort of sit and they sing. And this was the first time that we had heard this song and Chu Honey and I am start it. And then Min Hyuk takes over, but I feel like it really kicks off when Ki Hyun starts, mm-hmm. um, who comes in like after Min Hyuk finishes the first verse. Um, and this song was really great. Like it's very, it's it felt like an eighties driving song, yes. like very, a lot of big, like synths and bass. It's very sweeping. Yes. Very like sweeping ballad. I was trying to like place, but it felt like a really 90s like George Michael or Seal or I've been Mm. thinking about it a lot. And I feel like the group Mr. Mr. Like is a vibe that like people are going for or something. I don't know. But it like had a it had like an old school feel Mm -hmm. and a drama. And uh, I loved it. Yes. And there was at some point, I don't know if we already said it, but there was at some point when they were talking about the album. Oh, no, it was during this prep montage when they're talking when they're like about to go on to the concert or whatever. Um, And they talk about how the new album is kind of retro. And then we went to this Mm. song. So it felt like, oh, yes, I can see the retro vibes in it for sure. Um, 
But yeah, it's really beautiful. Like Ki Hyun, Min Hyuk, and Chu Honey have a really beautiful harmony on the little like ooze. Ooh. Yeah. Love it. Um, then I have that we're at more we love mom baby like yes montaging so we're back to the talking heads of them in this white room and i wrote ments because it felt like we're leading toward the end right i'm thinking about this as though we are watching a concert they also right? actually were intersplicing new ments with footage of them doing old men yes. and crying at concerts. So the talking heads are reflecting on the last concert that they had, right? Because they were just talking about how, oh, this concert is like a concert without any fans. So now they're ta- thinking back to, to the, the last, last time, time they, they had a concert with fans. And then it cuts to them actually at the concert doing their events and like crying and whatever. Um, and they talk about how important their bond is with the Mon Bebe. I thought I heard someone crying behind me. I couldn't be sure, but I thought I heard someone crying behind me. Well, it would be a good time to cry because this is where we then go into the, like, main ballad of the concert, which is the dreaming. Yes, this is another new song on on the album. Uh, They did this one like sitting on like three weird little like bleacher stairs. Yeah, like in choir. Yeah, just like sitting. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're back in their white prince outfits with their bedazzled bedazzled white tops because whispers in the dark they were all wearing like different kind beautiful of like dark suits. suits but yeah kind of like smokers lounge yes. stuff and now we're back in our white outfits which was i felt a weird choice the way that they went back and forth outfits they obviously stuff. filmed the con it felt like they must have filmed the concert in a different order that they right put them in the show because when you go to a real concert they change outfits three times or whatever but like yeah they were mixing up the outfits exactly like a real concert these stages had only three outfits but we saw them in different order we saw them going back and forth between the outfits which you normally wouldn't see at a live concert happened. and it made it feel weird to me as someone who's been to a monster x show before sure. but anyway but the dreaming is such a beautiful it's just like such mm-hmm. a beautiful ballad and the only way that I can like describe it and this is like the way that this song makes me feel. If the dreaming came out in 1997, little Shannon would have gone into my closet to get my tie-dye dress with the twirliest of skirts and my boombox and I would have stayed in the backyard for hours making up interpretive dances <laughs> to the dreaming and being like as dramatic as possible. Like that's what that song makes me feel. Wow. Wow, I love that. That's such a um, beautiful image. And thank you for the details because I could picture it so perfectly. Um, my only notes for this is that Ki Hyun is an angel. Angel. Absolute angel. It was beautiful. His voice is phenomenal. And there's really lovely low harmonies in this song as well. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And again, it's a different arrangement than you hear on the album because Shonu's not in it. Yes. And it's really lovely. Yeah. Like, I miss you, Shonu, but this was very lovely. It was so nice. 
Um, then more mints. But this time the question is, what will you say to Monbebe when you see yes, them again? When you see them again, what will you say? So some of them just say, I missed you. But then I think it's Chu Honey who just goes, are you ready? Yeah, Chu Honey said he wants to be able to scream, are you ready? To yes. like a crowd of people. But this part also felt kind of weird to me because... They were talking about being able to see their fans again like it was this far off indefinite dream mm-hmm. when like I knew that the day before they had sat in a theater with a hundred people and watched this movie with them mm-hmm. and that they were doing fan meets all weekend and that they are jingle ball touring right now and that I'm going to see them we in six have weeks tickets to see them in less than two months yeah so, so this it was dream like, is not actually right. that far that so it just <laughs> felt kind of weird because it was like but I am going to see like you're seeing like, people right see now you. Like tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was still like it was, it was, you know, it was nice and sweet. They just kept trying to, yes. So then we get secrets, secrets, which a tone mm-hmm. change. Like uh, again, the movie's not over, and we're like going back into doing fun, sl- like yes, fun, our fun slow jam song. Yeah, because now we're back in the same dollhouse set that was Whispers in the Dark. We're back to our lounge suits because now is when I noticed that Minhyuk's not wearing a shirt under yeah, his. Yeah, lots of no shirts. Excuse you, sir. Um, and yeah, so now you have the set, but without the house. So they're just like standing in these. And they had mic stands. Yeah, they had mic stands and they're just standing in these like boxes and the boxes have like LED lights behind them. And then like the big screens behind them are all black and white, except for the boxes behind them, Mm. which I thought was really cool because they would light up when each one was singing (laughs) and it was nice. Um, but yeah, this, this is, is the secrets we have to specify yeah. because this new album has a song called Secrets, but this is the secrets from the last from the album. previous album, from the last Korean album, from, the one yes. English song on the last Korean mm-hmm. album. Yeah. The one, tell me, I know you got secrets. Tell me what tell you me want or the what's night is your over. secret. Yes. Dirty little secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wrote for this one, Keon is literally fucking amazing. Yeah. He's, I can't stress enough how, what, how on he was this day. He always is, but like, mm-hmm. oh but my this God. Day, flawless. On this day, <laughs> he was heard. He was heard. <laughs> So then they start doing bye-bye waves. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, the movie's over. And Minhyuk does an ending slate. And he claps the because board. the concert's over. And they have what I write down for the second time as their final mess. <laughs> and they say, stay healthy. We'll see you soon. Minhyuk talks about how he wants to crowd surf. Um... Oh, and then they do a group bow Mm -hmm. and the crew brings out a cake on the soundstage and they like celebrate the end of filming for this movie. But no. But no. Because then they say, oh, after tonight, we don't know when we'll have another. So let's stand up. And then they did stand up, which is like their fan song from, I want to say, the... Fantasia album. I can't remember now. Yes. But. And it feels like an encore song. Yes. And they're back in their 
you problem windbreakers with their little handheld mics. And it was very fun. And I, even though I had been trying to hold it in and be good because no one else was having fun, when Jew Honey told us to sing the chorus, I fucking sang it. He pointed <laughs> the mic towards the screen. He wanted us to sing the stand-up chorus with them. He did. Um, he did. But it was cute and fun. But they still weren't done. They still were not done because then we got another encore stage of Someone Someone. And now... They're back in their white prince outfits and they're at mic stands. Yeah. And like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I think, I think most of my complaints have to do with the order in which mm-hmm. the songs came out. Because the more that I think about this and like think about the like arc of the the like story they tried to tell i suppose although there really isn't one no. we'll talk about that more when we finally get to the end of this movie <laughs> but the set list i just don't know why they cut it up and put it in different ways because it i feel like that is what made it feels longer right that they put ballads that, like the set list didn't have an yeah, arc. it didn't it have, didn't a, have a climax arc. and it didn't and then like a reasonable encore I don't know. Because it felt like stand-up should have been the final encore. The real final encore. Yeah. yeah. And like someone, someone could have been the actual last song. Because sure. like, sure, and on a ballad. Like and like sit song. and sing yeah. and goodbye. And you can do the acapella, we, uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. A good it's a good ending sure. song. <laughs> and then you come out and you do that, everybody, just kidding, everybody stand up. Yeah. Right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Anyway, so we get, we get uh, someone, someone. They look beautiful. Then it abruptly ends, cut to black, and you hear someone sneeze. <laughs> and then the flights come up and Hyungwon is on the ground. Yes. Hyungwon is, like, passed out on the ground. Just like he was when they did their studio too. Yes. He immediately falls to the ground as soon as they're finished. And I find that relatable. <laughs> Um, so then again, now we have a montage of tired monsters. They're on the ground. They have fans mm-hmm. on their faces. Their makeup artists are putting tissues under their bangs. And then Honey does a monologue about how everyone is going through this pandemic for the first time. And I'm like, are we really still movieing right now? Like, they were still doing the movie. Um, but yeah, he's like still talking about, it'll be so nice to see you all again. And this movie will be mm-hmm. so good. I'm watching the movie. It just felt really like at that point I was so done. I don't even have notes about that, to be honest. (laughs) My next note after the someone, someone is just that they start talking about their final dreams, which this is I, the fourth time I've written final in my notes. And is it the last one? I don't know, but I have notes that are indecipherable. Cause I have a bunch written down Cause oh no, they want to speak the language of music on the world stage, and they want to be. Si- that's what that says: language okay. of music on the world stage, and they want to be singers until they're old. So like each, they do like a little talking head moment where each one talks about what they want to do. But that might be later. What is your notes? No, do you because, have anything no, about that? I think that? you're right because oh, okay. so it starts with like honey being like everyone's going through this pandemic for the okay, first time okay. and like I hope we all get to see you soon. Then we have like again like montage and they all go like my dream, 
And then they say a little something and we're watching more montage. Then it cuts to they're in the soundstage. I am is slumped over in his chair and uh, Hyungwon is trying to walk out and is like, let's just go home. Let's just go home. And everybody's like on edge. And Honey goes like, my dream. And then Minhyun goes like, my dream. And they're like, stop it. We're never going to get to leave. And like, it just shows them like not. And then they're like, Kihyun, you have to go last. And then he picks up his mic and he's like, my dream. And then the movie actually ended. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, yes, it ends with them. Again, I, I have some indecipherable notes. I don't know what this says. They're like, they want to be singer until they're old. They can't wait until they see the mom baby again. And then the last thing I wrote is shitting on each other because it just ends with that. Yeah. Yeah. Them like shitting on each other and making each other laugh while they're trying to record the, these last takes, the final thing we just watched of them saying they want to be a singer until they're old. <laughs> and then really bafflingly, these extremely bright, like not matching the aesthetic, very cheap looking cards start popping up and it's show news face. And it says starring by, Oh yeah. Show new. And then it goes through all of the members and it says starring, starring by. by, and all the captions had been like totally fine up to that point. Like there was no weird English. There was in nothing it. weird about it except for the starring credits. by, and they didn't match. Like the, the yeah. aesthetic of them was very strange and they just like were out of nowhere, but everyone sat They looked until... like one of our casting. Yes. Yeah, po- like our PowerPoint, which I make like, in PowerPoint. Yeah. Yeah, um, but we all sat in the theater till the lights came all the way up, just in case. Just in case. But that was truly, actually, finally the end of the movie. Yes. Well, I also wanted to stay to check the track list oh, yes, on my, sure. with my notes. And I that was how I felt very proud of myself for knowing that it was Whispers in the Dark. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess that correctly. Um, but yeah. So overall thoughts of the movie. When we left... I mean, like I said, I really had to pee. So, like, I did leave and I was like, how long was that movie? Like, it felt long to me. Um, But I think what struck us the most was the fact that, like, it didn't really tell a story. and Or at least it omitted the story we as Mon Bebe know to be true. Yes. Like, it tried to start telling us about their trainee days and their first concert and their first win, but they have a whole member that they have to cut out and cut around. And it was so, so noticeable, the cutting around. Like, it was really, honestly upsetting. Mm -hmm. Like, in the original, like, early montages where they're talking about them coming up, the only moments they could show of them dancing or singing were the very few times that Wanho was behind someone. Yeah. So you don't even get to see like the good part of the choreo is just like mm-hmm. one weird moment where he wasn't visible. Yeah. And then that I think that's the reason that we didn't get the actual debut stage or we didn't get to see them saying thank you on their first win because Wanho is on the stage yeah. and they just like pretended like he never existed in this movie and it felt really weird 
Like, I feel like I don't know if they just like legally can't show him, which feels stupid, but like it wouldn't, I don't think it would have bothered anyone if you just like showed the real old clips and don't, you don't even have to address that yeah, there's like, an extra guy. People probably wouldn't have even noticed much. People like, probably wouldn't have <laughs> even noticed. I can't imagine that it's a legal issue. Because he's still their artist. He still works there. (laughs) So that seems just like a really weird choice. And they even did like, I mean, I guess we just said that they wouldn't have even noticed. And so this (laughs) is like sort of a contradictory statement. But like just the way that they didn't really talk about anything, like when there was a point where they were talking about the um, first U.S. tour yes. and they like, and like Chu Honey was like being interviewed about it. And he said, he started his sentence by saying like, performing in the U.S. and doing something there was like such a big dream of mine. So I thought he was about to say, but I didn't get mm-hmm. to go because I had a mental breakdown and I wasn't there. But he didn't say that. He was like, and it was no, a great fun not. experience. And they like didn't. But like, no, but then they used something. footage and he's not in the footage. And they just don't address the fact that he wasn't there. Like he talks about it as if he was. And it just and like, obviously, I didn't expect him to talk about his mental breakdown or whatever about like like, need to talk like yeah or I didn't even expect him to mention that like he could have just said like oh I wasn't able to join them or something but the way that they just omitted things felt odd it felt super odd and like I wish I said this when we were talking before, but I wish before we had seen this that I had seen the Twice documentary or the Black yeah, documentary. I don't have anything to compare. Because my only thing I can compare it to is the SM documentary that's almost 10 years old. But watching that as a brand new K-pop fan, I felt like I learned so much about those groups and mm-hmm. those people. And the I, the I Am documentary does not explicitly state that JYJ left, right. but they do explicitly state that Changmin and Yuna were very scared to go back on stage as only two people, mm-hmm. and they like talk about the struggle. So yeah. I watched it and I googled what really happened, but they like address it sort yeah. of, and so you like get to know that it was like a hard time for them, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, yeah, and like this 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 felt like a weird mix between a concert DVD and a documentary because like a concert DVD, it did not tell us the chronological story of Monsta X. Yeah. It did not take the time to introduce each member or tell us any kind of narrative about their struggles. So it can't be for like people who don't right. know. So it can't them. be about people who don't know about them, but it did like, sometimes include a timeline and it like kind of tried to tell you I guess in chronological order about their time in the U.S. Mm -hmm. but they also didn't I don't know why it feels like such a like I don't want to say like well half done yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I have a, I have a theory that Eshi got a, like when they made All About Love that he signed some deal to make a movie, mm. and when they were supposed to tour in 2020, they were going to film a tour movie, mm. but it couldn't happen. But deadlines and things were paid, and like you have to make. So I think yeah. this was the movie that they could make. But I think what upset me about it was like, sure, we had these little bits of timeline. 
But the rest of the extra stuff we got was literally them just telling us about the movie we were watching. Yes, and they started the movie by saying in this meeting about the movie that they wanted to show something new. And we reflected in the car ride home that it seemed just like all the vlogs we it's would have no seen on YouTube. Than anything like, that comes out on YouTube. Yeah, it just seems like you know, behind the scenes footage of Monstax stages yeah. and concerts. And like, I, I liked it. And the stages were amazing. Like we said, the performances themselves were phenomenal. The experience was like, yeah, it was very but fun. But it definitely wasn't something I had not seen before. And I did not leave that movie knowing more about Monstax than I went into Yes, it. I agree. And I think if you had like taken all the, it felt like if you took all the parts where they were talking about what the movie was going to be and just cut that together, it would have been like a 10 minute thing that you would put on YouTube before the movie comes out yes. to be like, here's a feature. It like felt like a, a featurette, featurette of yeah. Monster X talking about a movie, but it was the movie. It was like mm -hmm. 30% of the movie. Yeah. So I guess like I came away from it being like, I'm not really sure what as a whole, like what the movie was. It was just a movie about making a movie. Yeah. And it wasn't meta enough to like justify mm. that much. Yeah. I get. I don't know. I really don't know. It was a good experience, but like, I don't, I felt like we were talking before, like we didn't see the Blackpink documentary, but we had people in our lives who don't know about yes. K-pop and did watch the Blackpink documentary and, and came told away us, from it. Like, wow, that was really good. That was good. I'm curious. I have like, I learned I a lot about them mm -hmm. and I want to learn about more about K-pop or like, yeah, like I want to know more about them or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I. I would just be really interested because as fans of Monster X, like we enjoyed it because it just felt like bonus it was material, for me. right? Yeah. It was just like, oh, we get like great. They all, they look beautiful. and We get to just like listen to them talk and watch them perform and like fun. Great. But for somebody who doesn't know anything about K-pop or anything about Monster X, I would be very intrigued to know what they thought about mm. it because it doesn't like a documentary tell any kind of narrative and so i wonder if the black pink one does in some way or at least like makes more of an effort to introduce to the tell their to story like, yeah, or to something introduce the members and stuff but i don't know i don't know but um we have lots and lots of comments because yes. many listeners also got to see this film and they left their thoughts in the discord and we would love to read and discuss them Yes, the very first person to chime in is Marie. And she said, I had a feeling it was going to be a few full performances in there, and it was great, but I wanted to see so much more behind-the-scenes footage of preparing a concert. I was expecting more of that. I did tear up once. No, not because it was emotional, but because Changhyun in that mm -hmm. outfit during the Love Killer stage absolutely killed me. <laughs> Sweaty face emoji. My friend who was with me kept laughing at me, inhaling sharply and or hiding my face behind my hands whenever Changhyun appeared on screen. Seeing performances on such a big screen with that sound system is so different. I'm usually not one to watch music stages. I just don't get much out of it. But here I was so overwhelmed with every performance it felt so much more epic and high quality agreed. agreed with all of that it really was like such an experience 
Um, okay, this next comment is from Susie, and full disclosure, Susie did, like, record a voice memo of this right after, but she said that she says, um, and uh, too many times and was too <laughs> flustered, so I'm just gonna read her comments instead, because they're the same. Okay. Susie says, I agree with Marie. I was expecting more behind content, but I really, really love the stages, so I'm not complaining about that. I think even the jo- the genre of behind content wasn't that great. Only one dance practice and they were wearing makeup. Did they record their recording of the final stage production meeting on the same day, even though it said different days, they were wearing the same clothes. I noticed because damn, I love Chonkyun's gray sweatpants sweater combo with the purple hat squinty <laughs> face emoji. Um, IDK, I didn't really feel as, it didn't really feel as real as some of the content we do get. But that's my only criticism. Ha ha. And in many ways, I'm really glad it wasn't too raw and we didn't get into No Mercy again. COVID sucks and I miss performing is already a lot to handle emotionally. Um, no Mercy was the show that yes. Monstax was formed on and it was emotionally trying. But it would have been interesting to even mention that they fucking formed the group on a show. Yeah, we didn't even learn that. We didn't even learn when they... <laughs> debuted no they said or nothing the year in which any of the things mentioned in the timeline happened that's true no years were mentioned <laughs> which is why all. i said it was like a timeline ish sure because we know it was in chronological order but if you didn't know anything about monster you would not have known that anyway Susie continues i have not stopped thinking about the gambler stage and how extra hard it hit on the big screen holy shit I went into the I went alone to the theater and I wasn't sure how much squealing is allowed when there are strangers <laughs> but oh my god if I could have screamed I would have all three of the red outfit performances were stellar phenomenal editing with close-ups and not just faces of but other body parts hands etc doing the moves I only mourn not getting to see Shonu's love kill a body rolls on the big screen crying face emoji then again maybe it's safer this way laughing skull emoji Kihyun singing is everything to me heart emoji i did like the dance practice scene and minhyuk and hyungwon arguing so cute oh and i loved hearing from their choreographers and their managers and their makeup artists that was so cool amazing our next comment comes from Nephi. Nephi says, I went with a friend, so we were happy fangirling together. We laughed so hard at their recording booth and dance, pract- dance practice shenanigans to the point of tears. Seeing them behave like kids, it's always very entertaining. I was not a fan of how they edited their past history. Alas, that's my bone to pick with Starship. Although I enjoyed the staff interviews, they left me wondering what they would have said about Wanho Ma- if he hadn't left. The amount of performances and behind the scenes was balanced, yet kind of wish they spent a bit more time on the ladder got a bit emotional during the dreaming performance because of the lyrics but apart from that i didn't cry my friend's only critique was that they could have organized better the performance order too many chill tracks back to back breaking momentum the movie was nice we enjoyed it very much but i can't say it's perfect there's something missing i can't put my finger on what that something might be P.S. During red outfit performances, I felt attacked by Minhyuk. I don't know what they gave to that Maltese, but his charisma was mesmerizing. <laughs> okay, I love that you called him a Maltese because actually that really, really fits. I do often think of him as a puppy and that is an accurate puppy for him to be. Um, but yes, I agree. The way that Nephi described like something missing that you can't quite put your finger on, I feel you. I agree. Yeah. I just think it was because like it just must have 
really just kneecapped anything they wanted to do to try to cut around an entire person. Like I said, like the footage that they had to show was like not the best footage. Yeah. There was only one time I noticed it was during one of the like Juan crying mints from the old concert. They showed like for a quick flash, it was like just Juhan, but in the back, back on the big video screen was blurred. But they hadn't done, they usually didn't blur. They just cut. But to try to cut around, like, and some of the videos were like zoomed in a weird, like just Mm -hmm. trying to cut around a whole person, like leaves, it just makes things so weird. Yeah. 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 It just made me wonder like what was the goal of the movie because it obviously wasn't to tell the story of Monster X and it also didn't really tell the like it doesn't tell the origin of Monster X mm-hmm. right how they got to where they are now and it kind of tried to tell the story of them in the US but it doesn't really mm-hmm. tell that story either whatever okay tosh said It was so sweet. I very much agree with everyone that it felt a little bit lacking. Like they talked more about being excited to make the movie than any footage of them preparing for it. LOL. It kind of felt like if you just became a mom baby during COVID times, then maybe this is something you'd enjoy. I don't know. I did enjoy it myself though, especially during the recording studio scene when they were all trying to gang up on honey. Also, the performances were so good. A plus for the camera work and a plus, plus, plus to the stylist for those red outfits and not putting an undershirt on Chunkyun. Thank you. Bowing emoji. <laughs> um, and also, I made a friend since there were so few people in the theater. I invited her to sit next to me and she cried during the whole second half. It was actually kind of cute. Oh, that's adorable. Okay. So, um, this next comment comes from someone whose username is this is my sassy sweat handbook. <laughs> and I just have to read this preface that says, this is not my proudest moment, but I ditched my son to go watch the monster <laughs> X movie. <laughs> he walked away with his head hanging. I questioned what kind of mother I was, but having just got back from the movie, I have no regrets. <laughs> okay. So let's listen to this. <laughs> betrayal (laughs) a mother's betrayal (laughs) okay first of all i had no expectations i didn't really know what it was going to be but getting to see them on the huge screen when i usually just watch them on my laptop was a whole different level I really wanted to scream with Gambler, but that did not seem to be the vibe in the theater, so I held it in and was just involuntarily shaking through the whole (laughs) movie instead. I couldn't contain how excited I was to see them. Uh, like this. I thought about Shannon when Chunkin came in center for Love Killa. Loved that he was the only one not wearing a shirt under those red costumes. I really liked seeing the dance practice and the banter between Hyun Wang and Min Hyuk. The part when, the men- when they mentioned that all of them came from families without sisters made a lot of sense to me. I also liked seeing Chu Honey play d- playing director in the recording studio. It just amazes me how expert they have to be at singing, producing, dancing, stage design, camera work, and still through all the technique conveying real emotion through their music. I am so goddamn impressed with how hard they work, how hard working they are. I couldn't take my eyes off Hyungwon during most of the stages. When I first started getting into Monster X, Hyungwon came off as the clueless, cute, and ditzy one. But I got to see more of his professionalism in this movie, and Secrets, which I love, is his song. That has changed his image more for me. His face was just, ugh, 
Like an angel? <laughs> With this movie, it's clear I have crossed the line from objective appreciator of Monster X music to true fanatic. I am scaring myself. I love them so much. When Chang Kyun talked about what it would be like if Mom Bebe left, I wanted to shout at the screen, I will never leave you. I will love you forever, Monster X. Final observation. There weren't many people in the theater confirming my suspicion that Portled Portland is not a hotbed of K-pop. I am so grateful I have this Discord server to share all my feels with. A last thought. I agree with what others said, that there was a lot of talking about making the movie rather than showing them making the movie. But the performances were really great, and just getting to see them in that way was such a treat for me when I usually only get to enjoy them on YouTube or through the podcast. That's very fair. Yeah. Um, there was one last comment asking for comments from me. Uh, Ava asked, Shannon, can I ask for a small favor and ask you to describe the apparently very noticeable lack of Chunkyun's undershirt in the movie just so much that every that really everyone felt the need to mention it. Um, <laughs> as I said before, it really, truly was insane because the rest of them are all so fully buttoned in these yeah, so suits, covered up. Like, wrist to neck there to, might have even been turtlenecks on the, okay, yeah i don't absolutely know. like not even a forearms but i feel like chong Kyun's was short sleeved and or maybe not even i think I he remember. had at least one short sleeve because i feel like i remember a bicep with a band around it yeah with and a like, black band mm -hmm. around it so that at least right. one of his arms was out, I think. But the point is, is that like these, so this stage is like a bare LED stage in there in these maroon and black outfits and it's all very dark. And when his arms go up and this brown stomach appears and like, I'm telling you on a movie theater, it was five human feet of stomach. Like you couldn't, it was so It was so much. big. <laughs> it was so big. And it just kept appearing because there's they do so there's much so arm much up choreo. Arm choreo in that song yeah so it was truly it was a, a sight blessing. to behold i know like there's a reason everyone mentioned it it yeah. was a beacon a moment in the it movie was, yeah um but yeah i think that's all of the thoughts we had from discord but i hope that everybody who went to see this had a good time it's fun to have a K-pop movie in theaters. Yeah, and again, for the, like the millionth time, I will reiterate that just a regular concert in a movie theater would be cool too, if not much better than this. <laughs> so K-pop gods, please. if you're out there, industry professionals who definitely listen to this podcast, just put a whole concert there. Mm -hmm. Pull an SM theater, RIP, and put that holographic concert out. Yeah. It doesn't have to be holographic. No. Just make it a regular movie and we will go. And we'll go because it was really like those stages were truly the saving grace, most best part. Oh, like, the, the, the reason the movie was worth watching sure. is for those stages because those stages are excellent and the vocals are phenomenal. Yes. Um, well, before we break for the random game to keep on Monster X weekend topic, I wanted to regale my story of going oh, yes. to the pop up. Um, because this in was, honor of this movie yes because this was a whole like movie thing they did a premiere the night before we saw it at the cgv in koreatown and friend of the podcast jane kim got to go and amazing so exciting so like monster x was there and like they watched the movie for the first time with like a full theater of people very fun very cool um but then they also set up a pop-up shop 
where they did fan signs for two days. It was like $250 and you get all the merch and you get to meet Monster X. They did the plexiglass COVID style. No high touches, no breathing on nobody. But yeah, they did do that. So I didn't go to that. I did not pay to go meet them. Too overwhelming. Don't want to do that. No, thank you. But I did want to go see what they had at the store because we went to the Super M pop-up. Yes, we did. So now I want to like see what these things are like. Um, but also there was apparently an 80s pop-up happening at the same time oh, elsewhere in town. I know. Um, so I made a bit of a mistake and I saw that the thing was on La Brea and I Googled and I saw the pin and there was a Target next door and I was like, I know where the Target is on La Brea. Did not look at the map any further. <laughs> Drove to the where I know the Target on La Brea to be start walking to where this pop-up is supposed to be and then I get like three blocks away and it's not there so then I finally google it and there's another target on the same side of the street three miles down the road why 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 I know (laughs) but I also should have looked it was my own fault so then I like tried to like no (laughs) there shouldn't be two targets within three miles of each other on the same side of the same street that's the capitalism's fault okay I agree I agree and all of our targets are like half city targets too they're all yeah put both those targets (laughs) together for a real Real target target. assholes But so then I have to like, so then I tried to start like scrambling back to my car and I was stupidly wearing my slip on vans <laughs> and I tripped on the sidewalk and like absolutely tore the side off of one of my feet. So now I'm bleeding on my white shoes and like trying to get back to my car. But I was already out and I'd already like hurt myself and I was like, I'm not going home. Like that would be too sad. You can't go home empty handed and bloody footed. Right. So then I get three miles down the road. Thankfully there was a spot right in front of this place. It looked so shady because the entire (laughs) side of the street is entirely abandoned buildings. Oh, sure. Graffiti everywhere, people sleeping in front of it. But you could see there was like etched like Monsex the Dreaming on one of the windows. And I was like, all right, I hope this is it. It's um, just an elaborate <laughs> trap. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but it was weirdly, it was just like one big white room. And the Super M pop-up that we went to kind of like weaved you through a little like yeah. exhibit of like big posters of them and yeah, autographs. Yeah, they did like and... a, an art museum where they make those like fake walls to kind of, to like give yourself more wall space to put more pictures yeah. and Yeah, and there was and like video and there were videos and it was yeah, just Yeah, they were like... projecting things and they were like playing the album on a loop. And, and the floor there was... was covered in mm-hmm. Super M stickers and like they really did it up. They had shit to see. This was just like an empty white gallery space. There was a Lexus in the corner because it was sponsored by Lexus. So there's a whole, whole car. <laughs> whole ass car. Just chilling there. And then on one of the big blank white walls, they had all these like little square like Polaroids of Monster mm. X like arranged in a grid with a big Monster X, the dreaming decal. And then in the middle of the room was a bench that was shaped like their logo. And it was painted all these crazy colors and all of them had signed it. So there were like autographs on it. And then there were two sad Ikea bookshelves, like 15 feet away from each other on the opposite wall with like a few CDs on them. And then all of the shirts were hanging from yarn on the ceiling. And then they did have one like really cool, like video booth with the little like selfie stick on a, Mm. on a spinny thing so you can put your phone on it and like push it and like do a little video in front of this oh that was like the biggest coolest thing they had but anyway that's all that was in there they didn't even have like 
Monster X cutouts? No, nothing. And the people who were behind the counter, like getting the merch, seemed annoyed with everyone, and they were like rolling their eyes and whatever. Ooh. So it was a different vibe than the Super M one. But anyway, because I am a sucker, I bought this hoodie that I am wearing. I got a cropped hoodie, and it has nice. like some One Day lyrics on it, a little Monster X logo, but it's shawl colored. Yeah, which is definitely why I bought it. Always <laughs> being a multi stan. But I also got, because the girl was like, we also have like all the member CDs except for I Am and we don't have any show new autographs because he wasn't here. And I was like, okay, well, can I get a Honey CD? And she was like, do you want the autographed one? Like an autographed one? And I was like, oh no, I don't, assuming they were really expensive. I was like, oh, I don't need an autographed one. And she was like, oh, they're all autographed. They're $15. And I was like, I want it. Yeah. So I have a signed Honey album now. I have a, I've never had any signed K-pop anything. So I have a signature and it's really precious. I didn't think it would be so precious, but it's precious. Yeah, that's very exciting. So even though I hurt my foot, I got a hoodie and an autograph out of it. (laughs) And I saw it and I did an experience, so. You did it and you went. I went. But that was the Monster X weekend and we listened to the dreaming so much and we'll get to that later in the episode. But for now, we got to take a break and we'll be right back with the random game. All right, we're back. And the K-pop gods surprised us. Oh, they The random game generator gave us TVXQ. Which has uh, inspired us to say, well, I mean, this was always going to happen, but this will inspire us to do it sooner. We're going to do a deep dive on TVXQ. Yeah. First first deep dive of 2022. This seems like a sign, First deep dive of 2022. It's got to be TVXQ. TVXQ. It wouldn't be destiny if it didn't rhyme. So we have to. All that to say, we're not going to dive into TVXQ right now. Wait until 2022 and we'll get back to them. But just so you know, they're currently a pop duo. You know, you know, you know, and Max Chung-Min SM group known as Toho Shinki and DBSK. Dobang Shinki. Yes, that's what Mm -hmm. the DBSK stands for. And Toho Shinki is the way the Japanese fans say it. So yes. they have lots of names. They have lots of names, which was very confusing at the beginning when I first heard about them because I thought maybe they that they were groups. different groups. Um, but yeah, do we want to talk anything else about them? I mean, knowing that we're going to do a deep dive we on will them and do a deep dive. A we will do a deep dive, but TVXQ, like I mentioned actually earlier in this episode, surprisingly, was a group that lost members in a really dramatic way. Yes, they sure and you did. can listen to our episode that I think was called Legal Battles. What was the one where everybody was su- contract disputes? Contract disputes. You can hear all about TVXQ fell apart in the contract yeah. disputes episode. And stay tuned for when we talk about it even more <laughs> in the upcoming deep in dive. In this deep dive. But, um, um, but they're yeah. a super, super important, like, really late first gen, early second 2003 gen. 2003 is yes. when they debuted. So they have been around for a very long time, and we love them very much. And we're um, going to watch one of their best freaking songs and definitely the most covered. If you know nothing about TVXQ, you may know this song because groups continue to cover it all the time yeah. on special stages, mamas, etc. So, and this is Marotic by all five member TVXQ. This is before the troubles. Before so the troubles. Like, 
get ready. But um, it's still their most watched. It's still their most watched because it is important. Such and a I'm good sure song. that it, or maybe it won't because of the five. It might not make it onto the remaster list. Oh, to get no. remastered because, because they, they don't you know what would be really funny if they, if they did erased them. or if they just blurred them oh my out. god just like made like, them blurs yeah <laughs> or if they made you know what would be even better is if they just had present day Changmin and you know get in their old outfits and uh, remake redo it. it with the two of them. I was gonna say they could take all their footage of you know and Changmin and just put their faces over the other three, so, so that, that it's, it's like five. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> they have so many options. I know they have so many. There's options. so much technology. Um, but if you would like to watch Marotic with us, pull it up and press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Cute. All right, we okay, got we got boys, tops. we got guns out, <laughs> three got sets of arms, and all of Yuno's chest. Oh, they got snatched. Ooh, by oh, a they... mysterious floating lady in red. This room. Here we go. This is the most second gen music yeah. video room I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, just full chest out, no shirt on, on That's one at of least the two of them. I don't know the difference between the two J's, but I know who the Y is. <laughs> oh my God, there's so much skin. <laughs> yes, it's really quite shocking. Oh my God, look at that hairdo. Yes, that's Yuchan. He's disgraced. One, two, three, four. Four of the five of them have almost their entire chest out. <laughs> And they're like kind of wearing jackets, but not really. And then we have the other set of them being like trapped by this woman. Ooh, ooh, and getting tied up. up. Oh, wow. Also, I think we've mentioned this on the show before. This song was banned by the government. And they had to uh, re-record it as Under My Sky. Mm -hmm. Because Under My Skin is too Too um, erotic. (laughs) Merotic. Merotic. (laughs) Oh my my God, God, we cracked the code. Trapped. (laughs) I love this scarf dance in Yuno's scenes. He's like, you know, is. Yeah, he's like trapped by like aerial scarves. And then the woman is like playing with them like a puppeteer. Pacho. Micha! I got you. But yes, every single. Every single boy idol that ever trained from this moment on knows Knows this entire dance. dance. Yeah. And there have definitely been some girl group covers of this. It's very important. Yeah, it's a very important. Um, Before he changed his teeth. I love original teeth, you know. I love you, I love that. Oh my god, this flexing and veins. Oh my god, this is this is gonna break free. This is erotic. This he broke the box. They're all breaking free. Oh, Changmi. Look at Ooh, that flight, flight suit. suit. You know. 
those asymmetrical bangs bangs are disgusting. Someone just took a square chunk out of this man's hair, and it looks insane. Okay, now they've all busted free, and they're coming after her, so she's running away. Oh, no, no, they have her cornered. Oh wow! I'm sure oh, a she lot. gets. She literally gets destroyed <laughs> by their powerful walk. They're just too marotic. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Oh. oh no, their eyes are Ooh, glowing. glowy eyes. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, TVXQ! Wow! There's no one like you. Wow. So stay tuned in 2022 <laughs> for more TBXQ. Wow, that was yeah. so great. All right. It's weekly recommendation time, and we already decided that we're just going to talk about the dreaming some more. Yeah, because the very next day, um, we got the whole album. Yeah, I got to, it came out at 9. I got to rec- yeah. like download it that night when we got yep. home because it like came out that day. Um, but it's another 10-track English album like their last one. Indeed. Um, so that's really nice. I Lots of songs. I was to it today, so I literally have it pulled up. I do too. Right now. Um, the songs aren't much longer or have bridges like la- like mm-hmm. we're this keeping is our the same pattern of Monstax's English songs. Also keeping with the patterns of Monstax English songs. If they're not about fucking, then they're usually about a pretty unhealthy relationship yeah. with both people and alcohol. Yeah. So definitely don't take any advice right. from any Monster X songs. And if your relationships are like a Monster X song, that's a toxic relationship. Right. Just has to be said. For sure. I love you, Monster X. I hope you don't live like your songs. I, know. I don't think you do because I know you don't write them, but it must be said. It's just very interesting that Eshi or whoever has decided that Monster X's American persona is fuck, fuck boys. boys. Like no alcoholic boyfriend. fuck yeah, boys. Yeah, like with really party fuck boys who are terrible. And in one of the songs in this album, say they will never change or get any better. They will better. never get better. They will never the get better. The song is called Better. It's the one explicit song on the album. And do they get to say fuck like I want to fuck you? No. Hyungwon says when I'm fucking wasted. Or we're both fu- when no, I'm fucked up. He says when I'm fucked up wasted. Mm. Yeah. When I'm fucked up wasted. Yes. And I'm like that's the one, that is a missed, oppor- that's a wasted opportunity to drop one fuck, and that's where you put it. Come mm-hmm. on. You have so many other songs where you're literally talking about somebody naked. Yeah, that's true. Come on. That's true. Um, I also laughed because they have, like we said, another song called Secrets. Yes. But this song is literally <laughs> the opposite of the last song yes. called Secrets. Because the last song called Secrets was like, girl, I know you got secrets. Tell me your secrets. Tell me what you want. And this song is like, actually, don't talk. Don't. I don't want to know your secrets. None of it matters. Tell me a story with all of your body and, and none, none of, of your, your words, words That's babe. my favorite honey line <laughs> ever. my favorite. Tell me a story that I've never heard with all of your body and none of your words, baby. 
your body and none, none of, of your words. words. I also lo- love the sweet irony of hearing Shonu say, Cause you've done some things and so I can really be there just for tonight, okay? The song is like, don't tell me about anything that you used to do because we're both whores and it will hurt our feelings if yes. we tell each other about it. But yeah, the chorus it's is, like, I don't want to think about you before and then like leave them all behind because I can't imagine what you'd think of mine. Right. It's like, Show you it's okay that you sleep with married women. That does not bother me. <laughs> I won't judge you, my darling. <laughs> But it was such a fun, funny little shock because when I saw it, I was like, oh, good. They put secrets on this album because that made sense. But no, but no it's a different it's one. It's a new song. It's, it's a, a different, different song. Um, let's see. Should we just like, should we go through the songs? Do yeah. Do we want to talk about so- any songs that like aren't in the show? So in the movie is One Day You Problem, Whispers in the Dark, and The Dreaming. Yes. So four out of the 10 songs. And just a note, because I don't know if I said it earlier, but You Problem was written by the one guy who also wrote Dynamite by himself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, got it's a very similar, like extremely catchy, super poppy song. But if yeah. you listen to the lyrics at all, you're like, they oh, don't make this any doesn't sense. make any sense. You're just like saying stuff. Yeah, they're nonsense. <laughs> they are nonsense. But that guy has a, a bag and he's figured it out and like good for him. And he's I hope make this song is also it. as popular as Dynamite yeah. because, hey, it is sketchy so then there's also there's two other songs called there's one called tied to your body and another one called blame me and both of these are like very fun like sexy songs i think blame me might be my favorite b-side off of it um because the chorus is just like uh baby don't blame me if i if i'm falling don't blame me but the main line is don't blame me if i'm thinking about you naked look at you look at you look at you looking like a daydream i love it because they just scream naked and it's great it's great it's great it's just like that taeyong song naked and i love it i like it Um, and then there's about last night, which we both agreed sounds like it came out in 2008. Yeah. It has like a very, like you said, it kind of reminds you of that. Oh, home. Let me go home. Oh yes. At the very beginning, just the very beginning, like spoken verse. And then it also, where they talk about getting very fucked up. And it also reminds me of like some kind of techno-y dance song that I can't place or remember any words, but I feel like it went like, Meet me at the borderline. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This song kind of sounds like that, but my favorite part of it is this is what I'm hearing. I don't know if the lyrics are right, but all the genius lyrics seem wrong and made up to me. But <laughs> it sounds like Hyungwon is saying, and there were pretty people twisting on me, dancing, dancing on, on me out of control. I think I, that is what they're okay. saying. I liked the use of pretty people because they could have yeah. said pretty women and it would have fit yeah. but pretty people is funny it is like fun it. well and the song is about like getting drunk being and, like, so drunk that and you that don't when remember. you are blackout is the only time you're happy yeah these the nights that i feel blurry doing the, yeah. well yeah yeah, yeah all yeah. these blurry nights are when i feel are when alive. i feel <laughs> yeah in this like great falsetto um but yes just like that other Min Hyuk song on the all about love or that Min Hyuk line on the all about love album he says something about like 
when I'm like miserable is when I yes. feel alive or something. And literally every time I hear it, I'm just like, that's so unhealthy, mm-hmm. Minhyuk. I say that out, out loud whenever yes. that happens, wherever I am when that line comes on. Anyway, About Last Night is a very fun song about not remembering the night before. But that part about like pretty people, it's like the, pre- the pre-chorus and it's about like being in a club, like yeah. dancing. And I just feel like the way that they... The line is very clever and the syncopation of it, I feel like fits the image of a crowd like writhing over someone. I really like that part too. Um, And then as we mentioned, Better is the only explicit song and it is such a booty shaker for being a song like about a guy being like, I'll never change. So, but don't leave me because I'll really fall apart if you leave me, but I'm never going to get any better. So Mm -hmm. don't walk away. But don't forget, never going to get any better. Thanks for loving me, even though I suck. Um, and then Blow Your Mind, you pointed out rightfully today, sounds super similar to a Justin Timberlake yes. song that we can't... What is that? Something. But it sounds like that. But they go, and they're like very high. That's like the... The main part of it. Well, because it starts out that way, and it almost at the very beginning, I thought it was sort of like Senorita, mm. the that Justin Timberlake song. But I actually think the intro is a different Justin Timberlake song. But after that beginning, mm-hmm. when the beat actually drops, it kind of turns more into a disco song. It like has a very different vibe than the Justin Timberlake song it evokes at the beginning, um, and it's a very fun song. It is a very fun song. It's a really great album. Yeah. I really like it. Um, I'm happy they put out another fun English album, and I think everyone should check it out. Yeah. Do you have a favorite B-side? I think at the moment, like, again, I really love the way that the dreaming taps into my dramatic inner child. It, like, really, really is cuddling her. But, like, I love, like, I do think Better is just, like, such a booty shaker, and I like it so much. And then I already know, like, every single word of Whispers in the Dark, and I, like, sing it in the car. I love Whispers (laughs) in the Dark. Just that, like, it's very sweeping and bland, and it's great. Mm -hmm. I love Whispers in the Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. So check out The Dreaming. It's very good. Um, But that is it for us this week. And next week, we will start our end of the year shenanigans. So we've got AMAK Awards, Best B-Sides, and all of our favorite songs of the year. Yes, it's time for our most arduous task of the whole year. Yeah. Trying to determine favorites. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard this year. I started on my little spreadsheet and I was like absolutely stunned at the like things. Like this year has just been so much longer than I thought. I know. And like things that came out earlier in the year that I didn't even remember. Like that like Baekhyun put an album out this Uh year before he went to the military. And like Hyuna I'm Not Cool was in February. Like all these things. We had such a long year. I don't know how I'm going to decide. I don't know. But every time I sit down to start thinking about it, I say, no, I can't. <laughs> and then I walk away. Mind. So I really got to get that done. Yeah. We'll just need, the, I, I'm sure the, the pressure and the time. Well, <laughs> it'll be, they're usually done under duress anyway. It's so. true. It's true. 
Um, but until then, if you would like to get in contact with us, we can be found at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, amakpoppod at gmail.com for any emails. You can call us, 181-AMAKPOP5. You can send us things, P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026. If you want to join our Discord, like all the people who uh, posted re- movie reviews today, mm-hmm. you can get to that in our link tree, link tree slash amakpop. Um, there's lots of people in there talking every day, having fun. You can join our Patreon, get extra content, patreon.com slash pop pod. And I think that's all the places. Last week I said it in a crazy fever dream because we were running out of time and I got it out <laughs> in like five seconds. It was amazing. Gun to your head. Go. What's the ending? <laughs> and you did it. You and nailed I did it. it. You said all of the things I that you needed to say. Um, but yeah, thanks for uh, listening to this episode and I hope everybody who saw the movie had a good time and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Jonghyun, your inspiration. They say hindsight's twenty twenty. Good